Those are sandhill cranes. Nearly 700,000 of them land on the Platte River in Nebraska every year. Their sleek gray bodies and striking red heads dot the water and the trumpeting calls pierce the peaceful dusk. Hundreds of onlookers watch these cranes, both locals and out-of-state visitors watch in awe as these cranes fill the sky and water. I mean, it's kind of hard to describe. The sky is just kind of black with birds. There's so many. Welcome to 93 Counties, a podcast about Nebraska and the people that call it home. I'm Daniel Mahoney. And I'm Kaylee Broad. In this episode, we will take you to Kearney County, where we talk to locals and travelers about their experience watching the Sandhill Crane migration. Kearney County is situated in south-central Nebraska. Its northern border runs along the Platte River, a critical annual stop for migrating sandhill cranes. Locals of Kearney gather near the wide, shallow water to watch the cranes gather. Sonia Sear is from Kearney, located in neighboring Buffalo County. She grew up near the Platte River and would watch the migration with her family when she was younger. We just took the Sandhill Crane migration for granted at the time. However, after I moved to Lincoln and listening to my aunt and uncle who are now deceased that kind of educated me through the whole thing and would take me out to see that as I was an adult, um, it's become a big, big drawing magnet globally for people to come back and see and I've uh, learned to appreciate it. Sonia is one of many who were raised viewing the crane migration. Haley Connard grew up in Lincoln but traveled to Kearney every year with her family. My mom loved to watch the cranes. She took me and my sister every year from when I was five all the way up to I was like 11 or 12. So it's a family tradition that my family has always had. Um, so when my mom was little, my grandparents had um, property out past Kearney and um, my family would always watch it together. And it was something that my mom grew up with and she wanted to pass on to us. So every year she would pull us out of school, which is probably why we were more excited about it. Um, but then we would go to my grandparents' old farm and um, get together with them. And sometimes like my aunts and cousins would come. So it was just a really, um, fun time being able to see everyone and bond over the cranes. Another reason Haley loved seeing the cranes was the river. The Platte River Valley runs 310 miles through Nebraska. Kearney is one of the counties the river travels through, making it a perfect spot for the cranes to rest. I thought the river was the prettiest in the morning when the sun would rise. It would be daybreak and all the cranes would come in and would rest on the water. Like Haley, thousands travel each year to watch the cranes. In Nebraska, crane viewing is one of the most popular tourist attractions. Jade Lind, who also grew up in Lincoln, traveled to Kearney each year to see the cranes with her family. Yeah, my mom loves nature and animals. I get that from her.
So when I would go down there, I would be so excited because she would always get us McDonald's breakfast on the way and I would sleep in the back seat and wake up and be like, wow. Wow, that's a pretty common reaction. The ideal time of day to see the cranes is just after sunrise or golden hour during sunset. The sun illuminates the sky with a warm orange light that falls behind the darkness of trees in the horizon. Golden hour is the prettiest hour. No matter where you go, I think the sunset and the time of day specifically heightens that experience of watching the cranes. As more flocks of cranes land along the river, their calls can be heard from over two miles away. I was always most fascinated by how loud the cranes were. My mom would be trying to talk to us and all you could hear were the cranes. As the cranes land, their rattling bugle calls string together, filling the air. Crane watchers like Ron Smith can hear the calls for hours every day along the Platte River. Flocks of maybe five to 10,000 will fly over and it's almost deafening, they're so loud. As nearly 700,000 cranes use Nebraska as a resting place before venturing to other territories, many may ask why Nebraska? And why specifically, why the Platte River? Ron Smith and Marsha Knoble are both from Elm Creek and have studied cranes for nearly 40 years. And their answer is simple. It provides food and shelter, uh, security for them at night. Along the Platte River, the farmlands surrounding the water provide essentials to the cranes while they rest. And then because it's all farming around there, and even in the earlier times before the land was settled, there were still, it was, um, you know, the Great Plains, as they called it. So there was food for them to go out and, and find during the daytime when they left the river. The cranes migrate in Nebraska from mid-March into early April, while they nest in order to gain enough strength to go up north. Marsha lived in Alaska for many years and noted the cranes you'd see on her farm in Elm Creek are the same that would land in Alaska. And when I went to Alaska in 1969 to teach music, many of those same cranes that I had seen would see on our fields were they, they landed in a sanctuary up in Fairbanks. They tag them so they knew that there were crane families coming up from, from that fly route or that migration route. After gaining enough strength in Nebraska, thousands of cranes travel in the sky with their calls piercing the air. Ron learned an easy way to hear the difference in male and female calls. If you have a pair, mated pair of sandhill cranes, you can tell the difference between the two based on the calls. And as one of my colleagues in Alaska describes it, well, the females have a higher pitch and they talk a whole lot more than the males do. <laughs> the Sand Hill Crane migration is most popular during the early spring each year in Kearney. People like Haley and Sonia reflect on their experience watching the cranes with their family and how it's made a lasting impact on their lives. 
I remember when I was a kid, I really enjoyed it and playing with my cousins and going out to see them was really exciting. I remember always like wanting to go out and play with them and run after them, but obviously I couldn't do that, uh, which was really upsetting at the time, but I, you know, I got over it or whatever. Um, but it was really interesting to see like after I got older and everything, when my sister had kids, um, she started bringing out my niece and nephew and they really enjoyed it. And every year they look forward to, forward to it too. And my nephew even has a Sandhills Crane shirt for every year we go out there. I, I'm, I'm sentimentally tied to the crane migration now because my aunt and uncle were bird lovers and they lived in Kearney their entire life, Elm Creek area. And my uncle Jim could identify any bird that he saw. He, he could just go on a lecture with you that was so informative about birds. And like I said, they really brought me home to value the Santel Cranes, even though my parents never talked much about it. Jim and Evelyn were dedicated to it from the beginning. This episode was hosted, reported, and produced by me, Daniel Mahoney. And Kaylee Broad, in collaboration with Advanced Audio Content Creation and 90.3 KRNU. Special thanks to Melissa Amra Wardana with Visit Carney and the Autobahn Society. We would also like to thank Marsha Knoble, Ron Smith, and Sonia Sear. 93 Counties is a KRNU Studios production from the College of Journalism and Mass Communications at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Thanks for listening.